Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Today we will be seeing that the Lord is our shepherd. We will be asking the question, what is a shepherd? And if the Lord is that shepherd, then are we his sheep? Sisters, I pray that you will indeed be able to answer this question for yourself. Who is the Lord to you? Is he indeed your shepherd? Are you indeed his sheep? Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for this series that you are about to start with us. I am praying that you will have your way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you to this particular series, and I am praying that as we go through this series, you will discover God in a new, deeper measure. You can go back to our website, www.ocofrighteousness.co.uk. There you will find many of our series and also you will find means to contact us. As we journey through this series, if there is any reason why you want to contact us, do feel free to go on our website and go on our contact us page and contact us. You can chat us, WhatsApp us, call us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. We are starting this new series tagged the lord is my shepherd we just want to meditate together on the psalms 23. i am praying that you will find it a blessing and that you will share this with those in your sphere of influence so the lord is my shepherd i am praying that god himself will speak to you so today as i begin this series i want to open up with that word the lord is my shepherd and i am asking who is a shepherd and the dictionary defines a shepherd as a person who tends and rears sheep so a shepherd is one who tends who raise a sheep so that tells me if i am saying the lord is my shepherd that means i'm referring to myself that I am is sheep. And I don't know whether you know the nature of sheep. Sheep are vulnerable. Sometimes I grew up in Africa and I've seen sheep, you know, just crossing the way without caring whether cars are coming left, right and center. Sometimes they just stand, they just stopped in the middle of the road. Sheep are vulnerable. They need the guidance. They need the leading of their shepherd. So, a shepherd is someone who tends and rears a sheep. So, when we are saying the Lord is my shepherd, I am saying I am a sheep in his hands. And he is the one tending me. He is the one rearing me. So, let us go to Psalms 23 verse 1 and it says, The Lord is my shepherd. Wow, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For me, looking at this, knowing now from the definition that the word shepherd means someone that tends or rear. So I am saying the Lord is the one that tends me. The Lord is the one that raises me. 
So the question I'm throwing at you is, are you his sheep? Can you boldly say that the Lord is the one tending your life? Can you boldly say the Lord is the one rearing your life? The Lord is my shepherd. We are coming back in next series to see the implication of the Lord being our shepherd. We are going to see what its implication will be for your life and even to the Lord. So first we are saying in this episode that the Lord is my shepherd. In a time where people are shepherdless, many are sheep without a shepherd. Women particularly are aroused here and there. Even married women, they are not under the shepherding of their husbands. Many are in church nowadays, but they are not under the shepherding of their ministers. And there are some who are indeed under the shepherding of their husbands, of their pastors, but they are failing in being under the shepherding of God. So David, who was also a shepherd in his time, remember he was a shepherd, remember he was looking after the, the flock of his father, isn't it? So he knew what it means to be a shepherd. He understood quite well what the role of a shepherd to his sheep. He understood quite well the role of a sheep to its shepherd. So he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I believe he wrote this psalm out of his personal experience as a shepherd and his personal experience with God. And unless we understand the shepherding heart of God, we as wives, as mothers, will not be able to shepherd others appropriately. Jesus told his parable in Luke chapter 15, which I want us to quickly take a look at. Luke 15 from verse 1 to verse 6, and it says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he had found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. So Jesus gave us here a typical example of the role of a shepherd. I don't want to really focus on the Pharisees, the scribes, but I just want us to get the heart of that parable. A shepherd that had hundred sheep. You would have thought that he had had enough. Yet in the midst of this hundred sheep was just one that was missing. And the shepherd left the 99 and I'm sure he would have kept the 99 in a safe place and went after the lost one. He did not give up on his sheep until he found it. And when he finally found it, he pulled the sheep on his shoulder, rejoicing. 
And when he came, he called his friends together and said, Look, finally, I found my lost sheep. And I am not sure whether you that is going to this series with us, you are a lost sheep. You are without a shepherd. You have not come into a personal relationship with the shepherd of all shepherds. Maybe you don't even know the Lord Jesus. Maybe you don't even believe that there is God. But I want you to know that there is God. He is the shepherd and he is the good shepherd. He is the one who was willing to lay down his life for mankind on Mount Calvary. Christ left his throne up in heaven and came, you know, to seek and save the lost. He was that good shepherd. He said he, this shepherd left his 99 in order to pursue even that one that has gone missing. He is seeking for you also. He is longing to keep you again even in his fold. Psalms 95 verse 7 says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, verse 8, Harden not your heart, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So I am seeing God saying, You are hearing my voice, even through this podcast. And maybe you were never a Christian. Or maybe you were at some point. But at this point, you have given up. You felt well, Christianity is not for you. You felt well, you are not actually sure if God loves you or if there is God. Here is another opportunity for God the Good Shepherd to reveal to you that He is still pursuing you. He is still looking for you. He is still searching and seeking to save you. Harden not your heart as in the provocation of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. I don't know what life wilderness you are in. But one thing that I am certain of is that the shepherd of your soul is seeking to take control of your heart again. Of the situation that is facing your life. He is asking, O lost sheep, come home. Come and be my sheep. As we saw in the parable that the Lord Jesus told, that the good shepherd went to seek even for that lost sheep. And when he found it, he brought it up on his shoulder. Christ wants to bring you up in his shoulder. He wants to beautify your life and make you the trophy of his victory. And I am praying that you will indeed respond to the love of your shepherd that is seeking to save and to preserve you. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Our topic for today is The Advantage I Shall Not Want. Today we will see one of the advantages of being the Lord's sheep is that you shall not want. And we'll also be asking the question, 
what is want? What is that particular want for you? What is that particular want that you have in your life? The Bible says in Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What is that want you have? I pray that as you listen to this topic for today, that you will find out that want that you have in your life and that you'll begin to understand that because the Lord is your shepherd and if you are truly his sheep, you shall not want. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Father God, for this series that you are still taking us through. Having brought us today again, just have your way amongst us. Amen. Thank you so much for still joining us and con- with us on this series. The Lord is my shepherd. This is a personal affirmation that the Lord is my shepherd. Last time we saw the Lord saying, Are you his sheep? For he wants to be your shepherd. He wants to provide for you. He is seeking to save and bring you back to his fold. Jesus spoke concerning the good shepherd in John chapter 10. That the good shepherd laid down his life even for his flock. And that is what Christ did for you. And is seeking to save and to bring you back to himself. Or maybe you are already in him. He's seeking to establish you more even in his fold. So we now want to begin to look at the implication of the Lord being our shepherd. The implication of we being be his sheep. If at any point you need to go back to our website, maybe you've missed a particular episode in this series, just go back to oakofrighteousness.co.uk and there you will find whatever you have missed. And to contact us, go on our contact us page. So today, let us go and look at the first advantage of the Lord being our shepherd. Psalms 23 verse 1. Again, I'm going to read from the King James Version. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. Then there is this semicolon. So this is to explain what it means for the Lord to be my shepherd. Is being my shepherd puts him at a place over my life. So let us see. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So we are seeing the first advantage to you. If the Lord is saying, I want to be your shepherd. If the Lord is saying, Julie, I would like to be your shepherd. Actually, it is to your advantage. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't know what your life is wanting now. Maybe you've been roaming about, moving from platforms to platforms social media platform to social media platform seeking for answers seeking for way out i am seeing god saying if only you choose me to be your shepherd then you shall not want i love the amplified version of these verses the lord is my shepherd to feed to guide and to shield me, I shall not want. 
So when we are saying the Lord is my shepherd, that means he feeds you, he guides you, he shoots you. That is his responsibility. So I am saying that if the Lord is your shepherd, if you allow the Lord to be the shepherd of your life, you shall not want feeding. Your spiritual feeding, your physical feeding becomes his. I don't have enough time to begin to share the stories of its faithfulness in feeding me both spiritually and physically. The Lord is my shepherd to feed. When he is your shepherd, he feeds you. You shall not lack feeding. You shall not lack being fed both spiritually and physically. You know, Naomi made a great mistake. In a time when there was famine in the land of Bethlehem, Judah, she forsook God as her shepherd and she went ahead to take responsibility over her life, over her home. She and her husband, Elimelech, traveled away from God. So it is dangerous for us as women to forsake he who is willing to take up the shepherding of our lives for when we do that we put ourselves at risk we are at risk of the enemy assault we are at risk of the enemy's harassment we are at danger so the lord is my shepherd when he shepherds you you lack no feeding and also from that amplifier says to guide when the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want guidance. He guides you and he also guards you. When you make the Lord God your shepherd, he takes the responsibility of guiding you, of telling you what to do, how to do it, where to go, what not to go. He saves your soul from panic, from fear. You know, from Ad, I know. When you choose him as your shepherd, he guides your step, one step at a time. Oh, what a privilege to have the shepherd of all shepherds as my shepherd. I lack no guidance. So he guides you. Regarding your children, he guides you. Regarding your husband-wife relationship, he guides you regarding decisions that need to be made. He guides when the Lord is the shepherd of our lives. Then it says, the Lord is my shepherd, bracketed to feed, to guide, and to shield me. When the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want shielding. He shields you. He protects you. The psalmist also says, As the world surrounds Jerusalem, so he surrounds those of us who fears him. He puts an edge over those who are his sheep. He cares for the life of those who have surrendered even their shepherding unto him. I shall not want shielding. He shields us from the assault of the enemy. He shields us from the harassment of the evil one. He arises to defend us. 
He says, touch not my anointed. Do my woman no harm. When you make the Lord your shepherd, he feeds you, he guides you, he sheds you. So, when he is your shepherd, you shall have no need of feeding, of guidance, and of shielding. He sheds you, he guides you, he feeds you. The New Living Translation says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Are you saying, when the Lord is your shepherd, all that you need, all the necessity of life, he provides them for you. Is that not beautiful? I have seen the Lord make provision of needs that I myself did not necessarily see. And he provides them. There have been moments, you know, when there are actual needs that I can see. Some I actually didn't pray about them. They are just thoughts that come to my heart that, oh, this needs to be sorted. Oh, there is this need. And how you quietly send people without me telling them my need. I have learned not to be broadcasting my need to people. I have learned to take them to him. And even in moments when I just think of them, even before I pray, I've seen him send people to come and help to sort out ABC, to do ABC for me without me asking them, even without me asking the Lord. It just came as a thought. Oh, oh, okay, there is this need. And he knew. And he sorted it out. When the Lord is our shepherd, we have all that we need. You may not have all you desire, but he gives you all his desires for your life. And I am praying that at this junction of your life, maybe you are in your teen years, maybe you are in your early 20s, your 30s, 40s, or you are in your 50s, your 60s, your 70s. Whatsoever season of life you are in, why not make the Lord God the shepherd of your soul and you see him meeting every need in your life in his own definition? in his own way. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Our topic for today is The Advantage. He makes me lie down. Today we will see that God, our shepherd, Jesus, our shepherd, makes us lie down. What does this mean? What does this do? Sisters, as we will be listening to this topic for today, we will learn and understand that because God makes us lie down, we can find rest in each and every area of our life no matter how hard or how tough. God can provide that rest in your life. I pray that as you listen to this topic for today, that you will truly understand what rest means. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you, Lord Jesus, you who is our good shepherd. Thank you for the continuity of this series and as many 
who are joining us to listen in i am just praying that you will break the bread of your word in jesus name amen thank you once again ladies for still taking the time to join us on women in revival we are still continuing the series the lord is my shepherd and even as i'm saying it it is reminding me that this is personal it is a personal thing he is my he is my shepherd and if at any point in time you missed a particular episode maybe day one or day two do feel free to visit our website www.ocofrighteousness.co.uk and remember you can contact us for whatever reason just go on our website and go on our contact us page the phone number to call the email whatsoever you need is there if you need to drop us a line direct on our website you can do so but if you still want to give us a call the number is there and it is plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five amen so today we want to continue even this series the lord is my shepherd last time we started looking at the advantage of having the lord as my shepherd the advantage of the lord being our shepherd so we saw that if he is our shepherd we shall not want he meets our daily need so i want us to look at another advantage of the lord being our shepherd and it is it makes me lie down so we are seeing that when the lord is our shepherd he makes us to lie down so i am going to that psalms 23 and i'm reading verse 2 and it says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters so what are we seeing we are seeing here again that when the lord is our shepherd again it is to our advantage it is not to the lord's advantage with me without me he is god by himself he is in a class of his own so choosing him as my shepherd is actually more beneficial to me than to him and we are seeing the benefit again he makes me to lie down where in green pastures and i want us to see how we can unpack that a little bit i want us to look at that from other translation the amplifier says he makes me lie down in fresh tender green pastures he leads me beside the still and restful waters so this is what he does as the shepherd of my soul as the shepherd of my life he makes me to lie down in fresh tender green pastures a shepherd leads his flock to where the grass is green so let us see another translation the easy to read version says he gives me green pastures to lie in he leads me by calm pools of water the lord is my shepherd he gives me green pastures to lie in and i'm saying this god knows what i need and when it is needed 
And this particular advantage that we are looking at, that he makes me to lie in green pastures. It leads me beside the still waters. This to me speaks of bringing you to a resort. You know, when somebody just takes you away, that you need to go to a holiday resort. You know, it takes you to a resort, a place of rest. So it makes me lie down. For me, it's speaking of a restful place. And where does it make me to lie down? In a green pasture where I take my rest, where I get fresh nourishment for my soul. And that word, he make it, that is, he makes. That means he does this continuously. It is continuous. He does it continually. He sees it as his responsibility to make every woman who have identified themselves as his sheep, he makes them to lie down when all others are in turmoil when all others are troubled over many things the shepherd of your soul see to it that you lie down in green pastures it grants you rest from within so i, I am saying that if i am also claiming to be the lordship then what am I looking up to for rest? What am I focusing on to get my rest? You know, I was in a meeting earlier today in preparation for a conference and a few of the sisters were, we came together to pray and to share thoughts together. And one of the ladies shared something. She was saying that Christ is the object of freedom. He is the truth. So, Unless you understand this as his sheep, you will look onto other things for your peace of mind. So a woman that is a sheep indeed in the hand of God looks not to things, not even people to find their rest, not even their work, not even the benefit system to find rest. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 that God keeps in perfect peace those whose mind stayed on the Lord those who trust in the Lord so a woman who is indeed the Lordship puts her mind on the Lord for the Lord makes his own sheep to lie down in green pastures even though we live in a time where means of amusing one another seems to be growing even in the church you know, some of our congregation are devising ways to make people laugh more, to make people happy, to take away their sorrow. Sometimes we bring in comedian. We have what we call Christian comedian to come and make people happy in the church. What I think we are saying is Christ is not enough to make us happy. And you will notice that we have increased in diverse ways in diverse icebreakers, diverse method to make the people of God more happier. And you see that the more this, this increases, the more sad women are in the church. There is an increase as to the way we can make money in the church with engaging all sorts of business agenda, business ideas in the church. 
so that people can find happiness, can find fulfillment. Yet, it seems to me that the more we increase wealth, the more we increase many of our initiatives, the more our sorrow increases. And I think this shows that it is only in God that you can find peace, that you can find happiness, that you can find joy. For he is the only one who makes us to lie down in great pasture. He is the only one that grants his beloved peace. He grants his beloved sleep. He grants his beloved rest in every aspect of life. And even as I'm rounding up for today, I am bringing to mind the scriptures in Psalms 1 that says from verse 1, I'll read verse 1 and probably pick another verse. It's blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And verse 3 now says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So what am I saying? I am saying that as a sheep in the hands of the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus, in the hand of our God, the Bible says, Blessed will be such sheep that walks continually in the counsel of God. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly? You know, in the name of seeking rest for our souls, in the name of seeking greener pastures, in the name, you know, of lying down, many women have sought counsel from the ungodly. Many women have stood in the way of sinners. Many women have gone into crooked ways of, you know, finding greener pastures. Many women are sitting even in the seat of scornful. But we are seeing that the Lordship takes delight in the word of the Lord. And in the word of the Lord, she meditates how often day and night. And as she continually do that, she will be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. She will be an evergreen tree. So when that scripture is telling us that it maketh me to lie down in green, in green pastures. And then the other part says, it leadeth me beside the still waters. Because if you are looking for an evergreen tree, you probably find such not very far away where there is a flowing water. And a woman that is going to be an evergreen tree is, a, is that type of woman that God is constantly making to lie even in green pastures. If we are going to be that sheep that lies in green pastures where our spirit man is daily fed, then we have to be that woman who spends time in his word daily for your very life. And I am praying that you will be a sheep indeed in the hands of the great shepherd. You will seek him daily in his word, in prayer, 
and I know that he indeed will make you to lie down in green pastures. He will grant you peace in the midst of the turmoil that is all over our time, all over our world. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Our topic for today is He Restores My Soul. The Lord does indeed restore our soul. The Lord helps us and restores our soul by giving us this peace and this joy. Maybe you are going through a hard time maybe you've already gone through a hard time our message for you today is that god will restore you god will restore your soul yes there may be times when you feel sad when you feel down but god does restore a child of god a sheep of the lord a sheep of that good shepherd will always have restoration for their soul and I'll take his father on this subject. Father God, I just want to say thank you again. As we go into today's episode again, just have your way. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you once again to this podcast series, The Lord is My Shepherd. Yesterday we saw that as the sheep of the lord the lord takes responsibility over our lives there is an advantage to me being god's sheep and we saw that he makes his sheep to lie down in green pastures he leads them beside the still waters he is the one who does the leading so if you have missed yesterday episode please do go back to our website oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesamchristianladies.co.uk and you will find yesterday's um, session and many other series that you may want to go through one of the challenge that i may encourage you is you take time to go through as many series on our website and feed us back or find a friend to join together through a series and challenge one another Feel free to send us messages on what the Lord is doing with you. Amen. So today we are quickly going to move on. As we see God again wanting to share with us even a further advantage of we being his sheep and he being our shepherd. He restores my soul. So the Lord restores the soul of his sheep. Let's go back again to that Psalms 23. And today, let's read verse 3. says, He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He does the part of restoring my soul, of leading me in the righteous path. Why? For the sake of his name. He honors his name. He gives respect to his name. And he wants to see respect given to his name constantly so because he wants his name to be honored 
he takes that responsibility of leading his shepherd into the right path. He restores the soul of his sheep. And I want us to quickly look at the meaning of restore. The word restore means bring back or to reestablish, to reinstate, to put back, to replace, to reinstitute, to reimpose, to reinstall, to rehabilitate, to reestablish, to return. And you know, as I'm saying all these words, what is coming to my heart is that word reviver. He revives the soul of his sheep. He restores my soul. And sometimes when I read the Bible, you think of Rebecca, who later became the wife of Isaac. You know she was a shepherdess. She looked after the sheep of her father. And you know how she went to the well to fetch water to sort out the sheep of her father. So also are the daughters of Jethro. And I'm saying if earthly shepherds seek restoration for their soul, how much more? our good shepherd. And you know, it reminds me also of the story the Lord spoke of in the book of Luke chapter 15 of that good shepherd that left the 99 to go and seek for that one that was lost. He sought for the restoration of that sheep. So one of the advantages of being the Lord's shepherd is that he restores the soul of his own. And this is the hope of being refreshed in his presence. This is the hope of every sheep of his. You know, the psalmist tells us in Psalm 16 that it is in the presence of God that we find fullness of joy. It is in his presence that we find restoration, revival, rejuvenation. It is not that the Christian woman will not have experiences that saddens her soul, but she will not lie in perpetual sorrow she will find restoration even in God. I want us to go to the book of Job chapter 14 verses 7 to 9 and it reads, For there is hope of a tree if it be caught that it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Yet, through the scent of water, it will board and bring forth boughs like a plant. There is hope of a tree that is caught. There is hope of a woman that is the Lord's sheep. No matter what life throws at them, God has his way of bringing them restoration. I am a living witness of that. The Bible says, if it be caught at all, if it be cut down, Maybe situation came, maybe she faces situation, difficult challenges. If she be caught, there is hope that such a Christian woman will do what? She will sprout again. She may be without job today. Her marriage may be shaking today. But as long as she is walking in righteousness with the Lord, the Bible says it will sprout again. Such a woman will stand well even in the midst of the challenge or the challenges that is facing her marriage. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down. 
that it will sprout again. That is the hope that every Christian woman who is the Lordship have despite whatsoever life may be throwing at them. That yes, there is hope for them. Their situation, their circumstances is not a hopeless one. It says, and that the tender brand thereof will not cease. Wow, that is a great encouragement for me. Verse 8 says that though the root thereof works old in the heart, even though you think she's in that situation for years, yet the Bible says, her stock thereof die in the ground. Yes, you are looking at her, you think she's wasting away. I remember those days that I felt my life was wasting away. That I felt my marriage was wasting away. That I thought this is the end of myself and my husband. That I thought we have no place anymore. Even in the kingdom, in the work of the Lord. But God says, there is hope. And I'm amazed at what I see the Lord doing. I'm amazed at the type of door I see the Lord opening. I'm amazed at what I see the Lord doing. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, even though it looks as if she's lost all, the Bible says, and the stock thereof die in the ground. Verse 9. Yet, wow, yet, still, our situation is real, our life difficulty is real, what is facing her is fierce. What is facing her is thrill. What is facing her is difficult. What is facing her is challenging. Yet, through the saint of water, such a woman will board. Such a woman finds restoration again and bring forth boughs like a plant. Is that not an encouraging word? It restores my soul it restores my soul and the other part of that verse 5 says of that verse 3 says now let me read the other verse 3 it restoreth my soul it leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake so it brings restoration to my soul and not only that it does a work of leading it leads his own daughters in a path that is called the path of righteousness. Why? It is for his sake. So the advantage of every Christian woman that is a sheep in the fold of Christ, a woman who is not just going to church, a woman who is not just following, following people, but a woman who has engaged God as in a sheep and a shepherd relationship. God leads them in his path of righteousness. In order to glorify himself. In order to glorify his name. It brings restoration. It leads them on paths. It leads them on pathways. That leads to their restoration. Even though it may look as if they lost all. But God does a work of restoration. As I'm rounding up. The story of the Shunammite woman. Comes to me very strong. You know. How it looks as if in the seven years famine in our land, it looks as if she's losing everything. It looks as if she lost all. Yet, the God that restores brought restoration to her soul. I don't know what you have lost. Maybe you have actually lost your marriage. 
Maybe your husband has moved out of the house. Maybe you now are a single woman. You are now a single parent. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've just suffered miscarriage. I don't know whatever you recently seem to have lost. God is still in the business of bringing restoration. First, to restore your soul, to calm your spirit, to restore your soul to himself, to make sure your soul remains connected even to him. I remember some couple of years ago when my husband suffered a severe stroke, you know, it came to me as a shock. I remember I just fell flat on the on the floor and the Lord brought to my mind when I was picked up from the floor and I went to the bathroom to just go and ease myself, you know, to gather my head around again. Is this real? And I heard the Lord spoke to my heart that if you lose strength in the days of adversity, then your strength is little. I cannot afford to lose my strength in the days of adversity. And then it dawned on me that that means the Lord has deposited strength within. And I also want to encourage you, even as the Lord brought restoration to my own soul that very night, he is still in the business of bringing restoration to the souls of his own, no matter the depth, the magnitude, the gravity of what life throws at you. I want to charge you, remain his sheep. Leave not his fold. Quit not your relationship with him. Quit not your time in prayer in the world with him. Stay connected with him. And I know, he who causes a tree that seems caught to sprout again, he will do it for you. He will bring you restoration and i'm not sure maybe for you you've actually lost your work with god you've lost that joy of salvation i am hoping that you will cry to the lord even as david did in psalms 51 restore to me the joy of salvation may the lord indeed restore your soul and bring you back into the joy that attend to as many there are his sheep Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Our topic for today is Your Prevailing Situation. Sisters, today we will be talking about situations, situations that just make you feel helpless, situations that make you feel like there's nothing you can do, situations that overwhelm you. And we want to tell you today that there will be such situations, such situations that you cannot solve. But as the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. 
for thou art with me, and thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Yes, you may go through that valley, but sisters, there is no need to worry, because God is with you, and his rod and his staff, those things that a shepherd uses to guide his sheep, will comfort you. When that shepherd comes along when the sheep is in trouble with his staff, the sheep feels protected. And that is what God will do to you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. I pray indeed that whatever situation you are in, whatever prevailing circumstance you may be in, that God's rod and his staff will indeed comfort you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you once again, our Heavenly Father, for what you have been sharing with us throughout this series. As we've come to this session today, do speak that every ear might hear you. Amen. Thank you once again for still taking the time to continue with us on this series. The Lord is my shepherd. I am praying that you will indeed find the Lord to be your shepherd. Maybe you are a lost sheep. I am praying that the Lord will find you, that you may become his sheep indeed. Yesterday, saw the advantage of being his sheep, of the Lord being our shepherd, that he brings restoration to the soul of his sheep. And if you missed yesterday's episode, go back again to our website, and there you will find everything that you need for, for this series and many other series. So... If you need to contact us, do feel free to contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five, or just go on our website and go on our contact us page. Amen. Today, let us look at your prevailing situation. So we are going to read that Psalms twenty three again, but now verse four. It says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death." I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So, from this scripture, we are seeing what is the prevailing situation that we are seeing here. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So, even though what life is throwing at me now is that difficult, is that challenging, it is actually like the valley of the shadow of death as long as he remains our shepherd then we are on the safe side i want to read the same verse psalms 23 verse 4 from the passion translation i love the way it puts it it says lord even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness Remember last time in verse 3, we saw that he restores our souls, isn't it? And that he leads us in the path of righteousness. So he's saying that even when that path that you take me through leads to the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. 
I'll never be lonely for you are near. So I am seeing the psalmist saying, tell all women who are the Lord's sheep or those who are seeking to be his sheep that there is advantage even to them in the midst of deepest darkness. In the midst of what looks like the valley of deepest darkness. In the midst of what looks like the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe you have recently been diagnosed with a particular sickness. I don't know whatsoever your prevailing circumstance is. Christ has the final say. Christ is the only one who can help your life out. Even though you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death right now. Maybe you find yourself in clinical depression. Maybe yours is anxiety. Maybe yours is panic attack. God says, come and be my sheep. Come and try what it means to be my sheep and I be your shepherd. So this is the testimony of David who was also a shepherd who wrote this as a reflection of his relationship with the shepherd of all, the God Almighty. So he said that even though he, David, walks in the valley of the shadow of death, there is this assurance, there is this inner peace, there is this inner strength, there is this inner rest that he is there with me. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You know, fear kills before real death actually comes. Many have died not because of an illness, but much more because of the fear of that particular thing. Many marriages are scattered today, not because of a particular problem, but for, because of the fear of what if, what if. Many women are losing their children and have lost their children because of fear. Many women no longer carry a sound mind because of fear. But the psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. And he tells us why. It's not because he's strong in himself. It's not because he's, he had it all sorted out. But he tells us actually what makes him not to fear is not what he could do or what he couldn't do. But rather it is he who was with him. It says, for thou art with me. Thou art with me. The Lord is with me despite the valley of the deepest darkness that I'm going through. You know, this is bringing to my heart the disciples while they were in the boat with the Lord Jesus. And there was that there was storm and strong wind, and the disciples were frightened. Yet the master was just lying down, resting, even in the midst of that storm. And as they went to him, only a word calmed down the storm. So it is not the, about the storm, but much more it is about who is with me in the midst of the storm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Then it goes on. says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So what are we saying? That even though in that valley of deep darkness, 
in that valley of what seems like the shadow of death. The Lord is with me as a shepherd. And what does he do? He has a rod. And he has a staff. And what does he use them to do? To bring me comfort. You know, a rod could be for correction. Remember, even the Bible says, don't spare the rod. A rod could be for correction. And even in the midst of the valley of deep, deep darkness, God brings correction. Maybe there are things you are doing that are not right at that moment. Maybe you are turning your heart away from the Lord. It brings you correction. And it says, your rod and your staff comfort me. What is a staff? A staff is what a shepherd uses, isn't it? Sometimes he uses it to direct and to guide even the sheep. He uses it to lead the sheep probably to their abode, to the other flock. So while a woman who is the Lord's sheep seems to be in the valley of deep darkness, in the valley of death, the Lord uses his rod and his staff to comfort. They are for comfort. His instruction, his discipline, as such season of life, brings comfort. I can tell you many times, when the rebuke of the Lord brought me comfort, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? You are with me. Your presence is with me. Reminds me of Moses who said to the Lord, If you do not go with us, then don't take us further. What a joy to have him as our shepherd, leading us, guiding us, disciplining us, correcting us. And I think this also reminds me of the scripture I've been studying for a while now, Psalms 116. As I see the psalmist here again, sharing with my own personal heart that he loved the Lord. And the reason why he loved the Lord, how he told me that the Lord inclined his ears to him. How he told me that he called on the Lord and the Lord heard him. And he told me what was going on, what his prevailing circumstance was. He says, the sorrows of death compassed him and the pains of hell had a hold upon him. He said he found trouble and sorrow. But what did he do? He said he called upon the name of the Lord. He besieged the Lord and the Lord delivered his soul. And then he came back with a personal testimony in Psalms 116 verse 5. He says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yeah, our God is merciful. Then in verse 6, the psalmist says, I was brought low and he helped me. So I am saying that as a woman who is a sheep in the Lord's hand, it will no longer be about what is facing you. It will no longer be about your difficulty. It, is no lo it will no longer be about your prevailing circumstance, but rather about he who is with you in the midst of what life is throwing at you. And may I ask, in the midst of what your life is facing, who is with you? Is it friends? Is it families? Is it your children? These are very good, but honestly, their help is limited. The Jews that came 
to comfort and console Mary and Martha at the death of their brother Lazarus could only comfort with words. But when the great shepherd came, the Lord Jesus, yes, he wept with them. But not only that, he brought them great consolation. And I am challenging you. Maybe you have known you do not have the shepherd, the great shepherd in your life at this season of life. You need him. He is the only one who can lead you, who can guide you, who can discipline you, who can comfort you, even in the midst of your prevailing situation. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called The Lord is My Shepherd. Our topic for today is The Advantage He Prepares Table. Sisters, today we will see that the Lord prepares a table before me and you. He prepares a table of food. You know, when you go to someone's house and they bring you food, you visit them, they prepare a meal for you. That is what the Lord does. But the thing about the Lord is not that he just prepares. It is not just one time. He prepares. It is a continuous action. He does not just do it once and then go. He prepares a table before you every single day. Physically, yes, but also spiritually in his word, in prayer. His word is that table that he has prepared before you that you must go to every single day. Imagine if you went to someone's house and they cooked something for you and you didn't want to eat it. It's not as if they did not prepare a table for you, but you did not want it. So my prayer for you today, sisters, is that you will not refuse that table that God continually prepares for you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Thank you once again, Heavenly Father, for how you have carried us. Having brought us again, just open up your word to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. We are still journeying through the series, The Lord is My Shepherd. Even as we share just a little bit of thoughts together, I am praying that the Lord will spoil your heart to go back and look at this scripture again and see nuggets that the Lord will open your eyes to see that we actually did not see during this series. If you have missed any particular session in this series, go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk or gravechampchristianladies.co.uk And if you have a need to, the need to contact us, Contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five, or go on our website and go on our contact us page. And everything you need to contact us is there. Last time we saw the Lord speaking concerning our prevailing circumstances, as prevailing situation. Being the Lordship will not stop you 
from going through some adverse situation. But the difference is that you will have the Lord as the shepherd guiding, leading, correcting, you know, protecting, shielding you in the midst of that situation. So today, let us again look at another advantage of being the Lordship. It prepares table before me. So let us go to that Psalms 23 again. And today we are going to read verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So what are the things we want to take from here? Maybe we should just read it from other couple of translations. The Prussian translation says, You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. Amen. So we are seeing the benefit of having the Lord as our shepherd. The King James Version says, The Lord prepares a table before me. He does it. And again, that word preparest for me means continuously. It prepares a table. The Passion Translation says, The Lord himself says, You become my delicious feast. So he becomes what I feast on, on a daily basis. I feast on him in his word. The Gospel of John tells us that, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So every opportunity for me as a sheep to feast on the written word of God, I am actually feasting on him who is the word of life. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies there to fight me. I don't make my enemies the focus. Rather, I make the table that you've prepared before me my focus. And I want us to see the same in easy to read version. And it says, you prepared a meal for me in front of my enemies. You welcomed me as an honored guest. My cup is full and spilling over. Are you saying he himself prepares? Imagine the king of the universe, the God of the whole earth, preparing meal for you daily. He welcomes you as his honored guest. Thou preparest a table before me. And I want us to see when did he prepare this table? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies so in the presence in the midst of what is happening with my life what will god do he prepares me a table it doesn't take me out of that situation he leaves me there in the situation while he's with me he busy himself in making all sorts of feasts for me in the midst of what life is throwing at me he makes me his glory in the midst of my life situation so I become his royal diadem in the midst of what is facing me, in the presence of my enemies. You know, this brings to mind the scriptures in Revelation chapter 12 of that woman that was pregnant with the child that will rule the world with iron rod. You know, when she gave birth, immediately the Lord came to her rescue. But while she faced 
you know, severe battle, even with the enemy. You know the Lord was with her. And the Bible says the Lord had prepared a place for her. So I am saying that in the midst of what looks as the enemy, whatsoever the enemy of my soul has brought to make life miserable for me, even in the midst of it, if I am feasting on the Lord, if I am making the Lord my sole reward, if I am focusing on Him and not what life is throwing at me, I am saying that the Lord prepares for me a table. There is a table for every sheep of this great shepherd. He wants you to feast on Him, even in the presence of whatsoever it is that faces you. It causes us to thrive even in the midst of our adversity. And then the other part of this scripture says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. This is what he does as a shepherd to his sheep. He prepares us a table even in the presence of whatsoever enemy is facing us and then he brings anointing to our head he anoints my head with oil he anoints my head with oil and hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says thou hast loved righteousness speaking of our lord jesus and hated iniquity therefore god even thy god have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows he anoints my head with oil. Why? Because even though there are enemies that surround my life, even though my life is in a famine, yet I still cling to the righteousness of Christ. I loved righteousness. I hate iniquity. Says thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, anointed your head with the oil of gladness above your fellows so i am saying that actually the shepherd of my soul prepares for me a table even in the presence of my enemy and he did not stop there he goes ahead he watches my life he checks if i'm walking in righteousness if i'm hating iniquity what does he do he anoints my head with the oil of gladness. People will be asking, you mean she's going through this severe situation and you will never know. She's always glad. She's always joyous. Why? The joy of the Lord becomes our strength. When some people hear your story, they are saying, wow, how have you gone this far? How have you made it this far? Then you can say, it is the Lord. This is what the Lord does for women who are his sheep. They are actually not women who are without life affliction. You think of women like Fanny Crosby, a woman whose life was that of blindness. Throughout, she lived in perpetual blindness. Yet, this woman was a joyous woman. She lived all her life serving the Lord, working with God. And it is my prayer for you that you will come to the place of making the Lord the shepherd of your soul so that 
the enemies, the difficulty that faces your life right now does not conquer you so that you can have even the Lord Jesus himself as your shepherd who guards, who leads, who prepares table for you and who also anoints your head with the oil of gladness. Amen.